Max, can I ask you something, actually? Yes. Um, why was the translation text boxes for the Chinese couple, why did they, Why were they colour-coded? There were yeah, like certain they... words where there was like you and then like chosen and yeah. like it was it felt like it was something out of like Zelda where there were like things you need to remember Yeah, but they were yeah, just yeah. random words. Yeah, it was, uh, I noticed that as well. It was like in an email when you you make bits bold because you really want to emphasize them. <laughs> Some of them were just like the word you. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? I don't know. So it's like so... a com. I think it was a kind of comic book in a way. Uh, they thought it was at least because in a comic book the words pop up, right? <laughs> yeah, for that. Then they got confused and they were like, "Oh, and you know, you have to highlight certain words." What? Because the thing is, if it had been really funny and slapsticky and comic booky, it probably would have been a better film. But it was yeah. so serious. And then there was just these comic book interludes. Yeah. And then that one character who kept translating things wrong. Yeah, that's the guy from my name as well. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. It. This is Crap Movie Club, episode 40. 40. <laughs> 40. 40. 40. Oh, here you go. <laughs> this is Crap Movie Club, episode 40. And we are talking about Jiu-Jitsu, which is a 100-minute long fight scene starring Nick Cage and Tony Jaa and loads of other people. Uh, I'm Max. I'm joined by Jordan. Hello. And hopefully I'm joined by Tim. Hello. Yeah, the incense holding out. We're good to go. Uh, So, guys, yeah, we watched Jiu-Jitsu. We just about made it through this, like... Fever dream of a film. Uh, what are the high level kind of reactions? Uh, start with Jordan, I guess. It's just like it was a it was a mess. The whole thing was a mess of like different ideas and concepts, like partially very serious and like trying to be like an action thriller, and then they'd interlude that with clip art, comic book strips to interlude each each scene. Yeah. And Nick Cage, as expected, was just absolutely mental. Like, I don't that from what I read, they didn't have very much time to record with him. They had like three days of Nick time. They crammed, right, they crammed okay. him in. They crammed him yeah, in. Yeah, I you. would have wanted more, to be honest. I mean, he was the most redeeming feature of this film, probably. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and any amount of Nick time in my book is very good. But yeah, I mean, really not great, basically. And I'm, I, and like, like I said at the beginning during the warm up thing, I'm like, I don't know why it was made. It's not like. <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu suddenly become this like hyper popular sport, and everyone wants to know about the origins of Jiu-Jitsu, and they want to create a comic book story around it. Like, I don't know why it was made. Now it was last yeah. year, wasn't it? Twenty twenty. Last year, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, Do you I think there has to be like a reason why everything gets made? I'm getting I, a little I'm... bit like high level now, but like, I mean, there should, there should probably should if you be want, if you if you want a film to, to succeed, you probably want people to be mildly interested in it. If right. I was just told. Hey Jordan, do you want to go and see Jiu-Jitsu? Um, it's about the origins of Jiu-Jitsu. It's got an, alien, got an alien in it, and it's got Nick Cage in it. And Nick Cage may have redeemed it, but mm. I've got to have some interest in Jiu-Jitsu to give a shit about that film, quite honestly. Yeah, but sometimes films spark the interest in the thing. Like, do you, think do you, about. Do you think the the World Jiu-Jitsu Federation? Like, <laughs> yeah. someone needs to make a film about Jiu-Jitsu now. We yeah. are running low They're on pinning their hopes on this film. Yeah, as soon as people come on lockdown, they're <laughs> yeah. going to go and find a new sport, and it better be jujitsu. Bring yeah. in the best, bring in an alien, bring, bring in Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. <laughs> He's that's the first person I think I want to think of jujitsu. Yeah, 
Um, um, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Those yeah. are my high level thoughts. Uh, Tim, what was going on for you? Um, I'm gonna rehash something I tried to say earlier, but my internet killed me. And yep. say, Nick Cage playing a crazy person in a sci-fi film where he fights an alien sounds pretty interesting. It sounds like it's going to be okay. Not okay, but it sounds interesting at the very least. And then I saw Tony Jaa was in it, Frank Grillo, and I thought it was going to be at least in, like, not boring. I was so bored the entire time. Even during the fight scenes, uh, it was just dull, which is the worst thing you can say about a film. It should at least be half entertaining. It doesn't keep your concentration, and that's part of what makes it so hard to follow. Yeah, exactly. Because what were the flashbacks that were happening all the time? Oh, God. Because I didn't understand that because I wasn't paying enough attention to get when it was a flashback and when it wasn't. Yeah. I think, in theory, the plot is really simple, but they've made it so confusing. Um, Like, do you think, if you had to, you could string the plot together start to finish in your mind like confidently yes in like you reckon a, you could like a 30 second the yes the story yes the plot no the plot. yeah how, how many how many of the characters names do you know none of them i actually don't even know what nick's character or the main what, character were called what, what was the alien called uh jew <laughs> no no it was jitsu or something <laughs> it's like brax yeah, oh, Brax. it was Brax, yeah. The main yeah. guy was called Jake. It's the oh. only one I can remember is Jake. Were the other characters even named? Yes, they yeah. all have names. It's just so vague. Everything is so vague. The... Why is Frank Grillo like said, in this? I... He's making Marvel I, I, I actually thought the cast was the cast was quite good. It had potential. Really. Like, it had a lot of potential, but they just absolutely fluffed it on the on the delivery of it. I mean, like I say, the story very easy to understand what was going on the plot was just such a mess mm. like the core the core thing it was trying to tell you was that the person who taught the world jiu-jitsu was like an alien and then every six years he comes down and has a fight with someone yeah. if that person pussies out you best believe he's going to be like murdering what? everyone the, just, essentially yeah but the, the the process of when he comes to have the fight was never really like built out and, and explained clearly because like you the way you explained it there it's like he has to fight one person but then at one point they said he has to fight well there were nine of them he has to fight nine people and then you assume like oh it must be back-to-back one-on-ones but then at some point they all start to team up on him but then at other points they don't help each other and they watch their friends get killed and they just sit there so it's all really like vague and confusing no one really knows how because they works. have a plan that they don't tell you so then it gets around that so they can just do whatever they want to make a co- what they think is a cool fight scene but actually isn't a good fight scene. Yeah, that's the fight thing. Fight scenes You're... weren't great. For a film that was just a fight scene, the fight scenes weren't great. A couple of them were okay, but generally they were not good. What but like you said, uh, the Nick Cage one. <laughs> <laughs> the way Nick Cage gets killed is the highlight of the movie for me. Yeah, it's very good. But like you said there, Tim, they say that when Jake comes back and he's like, lost his memory they're like jake this was your plan remember we're going to do xyz but they never actually say what the plan is or just say he's the rabbit yeah and that's the point that tim was just making is is that they they have a plan and then that explains away anything that you could question about the fighting techniques 
Because if it's yeah. just one of them, that's part of the plan. If it's 12 of them with like crowbar arms, that's part of the plan <laughs> as well. What, yeah. what, why did that guy have two pipes with like little baton things on the side? No one yeah. knows part of the plan. It just explained away anything that you questioned about the story. I think that's basically the, the premise of it. And because uh, he'd forgotten everything, but he couldn't tell what the plan yeah. was. <laughs> Sorry, lads. We don't even like often in a film when the character's forgotten something, the main character has lost their memory. The whole point of the film is like we're gonna find out who they are. But in this film, that is not He's the Jake. point. You like, never find out. He doesn't find out who he is. No one knows. He's a war hero, apparently, and yet the US Army don't know who he is. He's like a special operative, though, isn't he? He's not like part of the army. He's like a ninja. They said dude. he's got loads of. He's won loads of medals or something at the start. I don't know when <laughs> they say that. I just have a vague memory of the of the the, the pre scroll, like the text at the start saying that. But all I remember the army people talking about was plutonium for the first half of the film. Yeah, and then that disappeared. Oh yeah, because <laughs> you know what else disappeared? The army people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. They were, there was like a billion of them in the forest and one died and they were like, nah, I'm out of here. I thought they were main characters. The woman, the interrogator. I thought she was going to be like the love interest. The love interest. Main char- she just disappears. Oh. Um, the, well, Juju Chan is the actress's name. The, she was the main love interest. The one that was like, "Yeah, you've, I, you've completely forgotten who I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'll put my arm around you. Oh, and they were all like, they were like, snap out of it, Jake. Get with the plan. It's like this guy's <laughs> yeah. got a massive bleed coming out of his temple. Yeah. Oh, dear. It's I, I don't know. Like, because they're like all like different jujitsu masters, right? I guess. I don't know how Jake is a jujitsu master if he's a US army hero. But they've all got their own like... A uh, little gimmick like weapon like one's got a steel pole one's got the crowbar arms like you said jordan frank grillo uses knives um i don't know what juju chan does she does she the little fire. arrows that fire from her wrist that's yeah are more the, powerful yeah. than any ar- than any bow that's ever existed that thing is fucking crazy because it's like the size of a slingshot essentially and yet she's launching arrows over the horizon if she fires one it's as tall same. as a mountain <laughs> <laughs> when she's signaling that they've got jake to the alien also why are they signaling to the alien that they've got him i don't understand what so why did brax come back every six years because the comet was he had to he had to he had to have a fight with someone so if when the comet goes past he can come through the portal in the temple and then he just wants to fight people because that's what he wants right yeah so i read it as is actually a different alien every time and it's like a ritual that they have to pass to go through. Like they do right. in um Predators vs. Alien. I thought they were just ripping off that, that kind of motif. That would make sense, but it's not. It's the same one it's every the same time. He just comes back. Yep. Yeah. I'm back and, again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. fight me. And he's like, Yeah, we have to use jujitsu to fight him. But Brax is like, Yeah, you have to use jujitsu to fight me. Anytime he gets in trouble, he's got fucking gadgets. He can turn invisible. He can shoot like shurikens through his arm. He blew someone's head off. Yeah, but, yeah he, he just has a gun in his floor, arm. Like grappling him. He just shot his head off. I was like, what? Yeah. Is this in jiu-jitsu? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember this being one of the, the seven commandments of the jiu-jitsu arm. It just, it was so odd. Like the premise it's... behind it was I thought this, this, this Brax guy was supposed to be honorable because like he like bows and like does a little yeah. thing at the beginning of every fight. And then his hands turn into microwaves. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, 
He can regenerate infinitely. It's not a fair fight at all. No, sonic blasters on the end of his arms. It's like, oh, cool. And and so the whole reason that he's going on a mad run is because Jake's a pussy. Because Jake's a coward. So is that it? Because is that what the flashback was? Jake ran away from him. And so was that six years ago? No, that was like three days ago. Because he comes down every six years and Jake ran away. He was supposed to be the one fighting him and he ran and fell off a cliff. So then Prax went fucking mental and was like, I'm killing everyone. Got it. Okay, fine. And somehow the the local fishermen know about this as well. No, they just know that the... Well, I guess they go to that temple, don't they? So then maybe they've seen it happen over the years because they're like a thousand. Yeah. They were interesting characters, those two. Didn't need to bring them back, though, did they? But they did. Yeah, why do they come back at the end? The temple? <laughs> For the finale. They were like, you know who we needed the finale? That fishing Fisherman. woman from the start. With she the does the most damage to him out of all of them. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> it's a sick joke, that finale, isn't it? Like the whole end of the film, oh. I thought, when I looked at the timer, it said there was 15 minutes left. And I think that's when Frank Grillo died. And then yeah. nothing happened for most of that. And all of a sudden, they blew him up with a grenade. And the guy from My Name is Earl just popped back up. I know. Why did they bring back all these bit part characters at the end? I, I thought, like, in most films, that'd be like the reuniting and like everyone's doing their part and all these characters that you've grown to love yeah, and care yeah. about all come back and like, yeah. And then I was like, I don't like any of these characters. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any of these characters. The only one I, who I know is the guy Jake. from My Name is Earl who mistranslates everything and that's his shtick. Yeah. I was like, why have you done this? So dumb. <laughs> yes, really Do you think dumb. we can uh, come up with like a list of how many different films or things this rips off? Because there's a lot there. Predator. Predator. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah. I think like it's almost like I'd say it, it tries to rip off 1917 with that like long shot where it has like the illusion of a, a continuous shot, but it's very obviously not because the camera like smashes into a wall and it's like oh that obviously <laughs> yeah. wasn't a cut. But um, yeah. Mortal Kombat, like you said, Jordan, definitely. Mortal Kombat, 100%. Yeah, Predator for some of the stuff. Um, yeah. Martial arts films in general. There was a lot of like Crouching Tiger, lots of exaggerated like punches through walls, oh, people like flying yeah. backwards. The noises they put over the punches. The... They use that. They oh, use sorry, that like... fucking canned scream thing that they use in films famously. You know, they're like. Ah! Wilhelm screen. Yeah, Wilhelm screen. That yeah. was in there. Everyone like, um, in the army base. Why the why is the U.S. Army set up in like some ruins in Burma? <laughs> anyway, when I think the fight sequence where they fight the U.S. Army guys in the base is probably the best one. But every time they punch someone, there's like this powder effect yeah. that they like edit in. Yeah. Just like it's ridiculous. Why are these people so powdery? <laughs> when it first happened, I thought that he was like punching them so hard sparks were flying off them yeah it was so mental and also <laughs> i think this film suffers this more than nearly any martial arts film i've watched recently they're fighting the army guys at one point i'm pretty sure you see a guy put down his gun to then go and fight them fist fight them yeah it's just so fucking shit there is quite a bit of that in this and the effects it's of the seeing worst the bullets. US Army regiment. Yeah. Yeah, the bullet effect to him is terrible. There's literally at one point like you can they've slowed the bullets down so you can see them like 
like it's not like a bullet time thing. They're just the effect they use is so bad. You can actually like see the bullets like whipping past, and, like the muzzle flash and the like the little like yeah, the, the flare is brick. bad. Oh, so bad. It it doesn't feel like the effects were taken from a film from last year. And no. I'm assuming it had quite a big budget. Uh, yeah, you assume correctly. Twenty five million. Like big budget for a film like this. Where did they spend it? Don't know. Getting, Nick Cage, getting Frank yeah, Grillo, Tony Jaa, and Nick Cage. Yeah. Yep. Fuck. Jordan, do you know who Tony Jaa is? No. Ah, oh, it's a shame. <clears throat> He's arguably <laughs> the best <laughs> actor in this. He was a he was a stunt man, wasn't he? And then he did. Uh, that kick tie kickboxing film Ong Back, and that was really good. Like had really good fight scenes, and then he was hailed as like the next like martial arts star. And I don't think he ever quite became like a world superstar, but like, some people just really like him from like the Ong Back films. He was in Fast and Furious Seven, I think. Yeah, he I did a couple of like bigger Hollywood films after Ong Back, but they were never. Yeah. He never blew up to like Jet Li kind of proportions or Bruce Lee kind of things. Yeah. Oh, so that's why he was touted to be like the next big martial arts movie star type character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I recognize another, him. But... Another character in this film was in Fast and Furious One. Uh, do you know who it was, Tim? Um, was it one of the guys who fights them? Oh no! It's the it's the guy who. You... You think dies because he kills Brax, but then gets killed, but then turns back up a later, yeah. and he's got the burnt chest, and he's alive because he was the bad guy exactly. that you, they thought was stealing VCRs. <laughs> yeah, you explain that in a mental way, but yeah, that's literally who it is. So he's that he he's uh, in Fast and Furious, the bad guy who they thought was stealing VCRs, and in this film, yeah, he he's like one of the U.S. Army soldiers for some reason, and he's the first one to have a one v one with Brax. You know when Brax invisible and then like jumps down from the tree. Oh, and he's got the he's got the machine gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, that they didn't really. Exp- what was that character? So he's kind of like a cool army guy, but the reason Brax becomes uninvisible and fights him properly is because he realizes he's not scared because you see his heartbeat just hasn't like sped up like everyone else's, and he but- honors good brave people, doesn't he? That's why he didn't want to fight Jake because he was a coward. Does, does does the character we're talking about know about Brax and what he is? No, it's just a gangster. Just wants to fight people. None of them he's do. Just, he's just in None the US the army, army, right? Yeah. Okay, fine. Because they 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 think that the source of all the um, plutonium, all of the stuff, is plutonium. It's yeah. actually just him running around the. Why would the army be deployed to deal with plutonium? Because like, people could use it to make shoot a bomb. <laughs> I think you kill um, the other people have... that have it. Just... Max, not you. Don't kill the plutonium. Uh, you secure it and take it away from them. Right. The question is valid, though, Max. I don't know why they've set up base camp in a ruin. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like so confused, like, "Oh, where's the plutonium? Oh, we don't yeah. know what we're doing." But if it was plutonium, the the army would just go set up a base. There'd be scientists. They'd go and get it, and that would be fine. There wouldn't be all this confusion about what's going on. <laughs> the best bit was when that woman gives Jake truth serum. Yeah, and then interrogates him for like two minutes or three minutes, like a really painful scene where they're like trying to derive information out of him, and then she comes out and goes, "Yeah, I think he's telling the truth. This isn't about plutonium anymore." But he didn't say yeah. anything. He said literally no. nothing. 
No. He was like, I don't even know who I am. And she's like, mm, okay, tell me oh. more. That whole that whole bit at the beginning was the interrogation on bit almost was so bad. And yeah, like you say, I thought she was going to be a main character that <laughs> the interrogator. She just disappears. Did she die. Or to be fair, I'm glad she isn't so. a main character. The acting was fucking dreadful. She, she's with Jake when they're running after Brax kills the guy from Fast and Furious. Jake falls down into Nick Cage's little bachelor pad and she's just gone for the rest of the film we never find out what happens to her <laughs> it's crazy it must have been a different cart i bet there's a director's cart where we find out what happens to her yeah i'm not sure i'll be watching that anytime soon yeah. no. um should we go through the cast please and i'm not going to do every single character i'll just do some so Jake Barnes, the main character, is played by Elaine Moussey. Has he been in anything else, Tim? He's sorry, Jake. No, I don't think so. Not that I've seen. Not that I recognised him from. And he won't be in anything else. No, not off the back of this. Um, Frank Grillo as Harrigan. Apparently, that's his name, Harrigan. He's just a jujitsu guy who knows Jake. Um, Juju Chan as Carmen. That's like Jake's girlfriend from before he loses his mind. Slash memory. Uh, <laughs> Tony Jar, uh, his character's name is Kong, Kyung, apparently. Uh, Nicholas Cage is Wiley. Um, and then there's a bunch of other characters that don't really need to be named, to be honest. Um, by the way, it, it's from 2020. The director was Dimitri Logothetis. 25 million budget. Wikipedia said $90,000 box office. That's that been... right. It would have been peak COVID probably if it came out last year, so you can't really judge it on that. Can yeah, you? I thought, and if it was like more a streaming thing, they don't tend to release that information. And then twenty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so jumping back to the cast, like start with Tim. Who's your top performance and worst performance? Oh, top performance is difficult, isn't it? Um, I'm gonna really. say Nicholas Cage. Yeah, by a distance, actually, it shouldn't have been that difficult a question. Um, just so used to not saying it when he's around. Um, and then worst <laughs> is the woman that was interrogating him, whose name we don't know, and the actress we don't know. So her name is Myra, and the actor is Marie Avgaropoulos. Av- Avgaropoulos. Yeah, well, there you go. She was terrible. So bad. I thought she was all right. You know, you're right, a mad man. Why? Why do you think she was all right? You know, with what she had, with the role she had. I, I wanted more of her, and that's why I realised so jarringly that she disappeared. Yeah, I'd kind of forgotten that she existed, to be honest, oh, after, really? the first, after the film. Nick Cage, though, as soon as he's in it, the whole film is like feels better to watch, doesn't it? Yeah, he does, he does an alright job of it. I'd watch a whole film of him doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, the scene where he's like fighting Jake in the little bachelor pad, and he's like jumping up on the piano and stuff like that, it's pretty crazy. It's peak Nick Cage, isn't it? Just doing weird yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, what about you? Uh, Nick Cage. Should we just yes. get that out of the way? Three. He's got a full house. Uh, worst performance was Jake. Yeah. Because he was the main character and was also the most forgettable character. So it's quite a feat to do that. Yeah. It's like... There's an art to playing a person who's lost their memory, and he <laughs> did not. That. He didn't manage it, did he? No, not quite. Yeah, so close to that Oscar, but just, uh. <laughs> just a few 
few bits out of line. Now, he was he was genuinely very very bad and not entertaining. Yeah. And for someone who is supposed to be like this the chosen one and like a complex character, and he's trying to regain his memory and like, oh, well, who am I? He didn't seem to give a shit really. He just yeah. went around and like he went from being I can't remember who I am to just beating up people. That was yeah. his the two modes he was in. Yeah, literally, like losing your memory would be quite stressful. And you'd like go through lots of different emotions and stuff like that. Whereas he seemed to not go through any emotions or suffer any stress. He seemed quite content just to, you just know, to grapple people. He just, just loves to... grappling. <laughs> yeah. Like, Can't get enough of grappling. The boy loves to roll. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. He just loves to roll with the boys. And that's what he did. Yeah, roll with the boys. My worst was Eddie Steeples as Tex, the translator guy. Oh, God. He was, he was, was bad. Yeah. The wrong show. kind of comedy relief. Not welcome. Well, no. I mean, like the first couple of times that he mistranslated something, you can yeah. be like, "Oh, that's a cool little, funny little nod." That's silly, isn't it? But yeah. then the whole way through the film, just stop. And when he kept on cropping up in different weird places and just shouting stuff, uh, yeah, it was like if you're going to go down the comedy route, at least own it. Whereas the ma- the majority of the rest of this film was like really serious in tone. He was like scary movie levels of comedy. Yeah, wasn't he was. It? That's a really good shout. Yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah. Uh, any of the, like is there anything good? What did you like about it? Honestly, like just pick one thing that you think they did do well. Tony Jaws fighting because he looks like he actually can yeah. fight, but it makes the others like Jake look even worse. Yeah, which is an ideal. The fight scene where in in the US base was de- I think the best because it was mainly Tony Jar and just Jake a little bit. It was quite like almost uh, born supremacy kind of fighting, like quite uh, up close, like grab, like you know, they, they they do that thing where they punch them like loads of times in a row. I quite like that, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that was probably a highlight for me. And then Nick Cage, like Jordan, and what did you like about the movie? Best scene was when Nick Cage was talking about him making paper hats. Yeah. That's the only thing that I can think of it being mild, mildly memeable and therefore redeemable. Was, the was Nick Cage like their master or their like teacher or something like that? Like, no, why he, was he there? He survived six the years man ago. In the hole. Is that it? Yeah, he convinced Brax that he was mental because he begged for his life and pretended to be crazy and there's no honour in killing a crazy person, which I think is almost a direct quote from the film. Okay. Yeah, that is a direct quote from the film. Yeah. Fine, and he's but, a very important character. Don't forget, because there's a twist coming up. Is there? Which you wouldn't believe. Do you not remember? Like literally the the the, the, the Star Wars esque reference. No. Where Juju I... says that he was Jake's dad. Is Nick Cage? Oh yeah, at the end. Do you not remember? Oh my god, how did I forget that? Yeah, that's such a good point, Jordan. <laughs> I don't remember. It, it was the most. Me- how was, was he like, Jake's dad? <laughs> there's a really funny clip so then there's like a flashback of him and his dad like playing catch <laughs> <laughs> I missed it did you miss it? that was best yeah. bit of the film for me it's so funny what? And they were like oh he, he would do anything for you and Jake was like why? and he goes because he was your father <laughs> <laughs> oh I didn't realise so it added nothing to the film at all that's so dumb Ah. <laughs> <sighs> oh. I just thought Jake would look younger. Maybe. Listen, they just thought, what other films can we rip off of? Yeah. Just get a bit of Star Wars in there. Why didn't they help Nick Cage when he was fighting Brax? Because that's part of the plan, Max. All part Shut of the plan. up. It's all, no, part it's of the plan. it's all part of the plan. 
I like that he went for the the, the Bane like Batman like throw him over the knee and break oh, his back. So good, yeah. That's so I'm a big fan of that. He then, so he broke his back and then slit his throat. Remember? Yeah, hey, classic yeah. jujitsu technique. <laughs> Make sure. Yeah. Make sure to snap the spine and then cut the throat. Yeah. It's the jujitsu way. There were a couple of other masters who just popped out. They literally came out of the bushes to fight Brax at one moment. There's one really like chonky guy with like a club. Yeah, he was good. Where did they come from? Because they weren't in any of the scenes beforehand and then they just appeared. Yeah, that was really funny. That guy had no chance. Like, he did, he did all right. He like, rugby tackled him and then tried to like grapple him and he like had this crazy like lock where he was kind of behind Brax's head and he was holding his one of his arms in his arms and one of his arms in his legs and then Brax like kind of like bicep curled out of it. Do you remember that bit? Yeah, That's it was it. mental. Like Yeah. That's where I was like, well, how could they ever beat this person if he can just basically like like chest fly some and a whole person's body around <laughs> yeah. himself and then just get out of a hole in madness. I I know the film's called Jiu Jitsu and you should probably be using the Jiu Jitsu techniques, but why are you grappling like an immortal space god? Like this guy is like wearing armor, like pulling on his arm a little bit's not gonna do very much. Yeah. Apparently the only way to do anything to him is to put a grenade inside of his inside chest. Inside him. Yeah. So probably like doing an dead? arm bar. Yeah, he blows uh, up. Is Brax dead? He dies, he's, definitely. He's, he's into pieces. You don't see him. He goes in they push him in the portal and the portal closes. Yeah, but Max, and there's a explodes. grenade in the centre of his chest. And then the explosion is bigger than any grenade that's ever gone off, ever, in the history of grenades. Yeah, it's like a nuke. They put a nuke in his chest, basically. Do you know I read that they're, they're doing a sequel? It's going to be Brax's son. Brox. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, Nick, Nick Cage, Cage is Brax's son. <laughs> um, should we get into the plot? Like, I don't know. We've talked about it quite a lot, and I reckon this will be fairly quick. Yeah, get into the plot, because I've used a gigabyte of data. Alright. Uh, here we go. Uh, every six years, an alien race comes to Earth. I say alien race, it's just alien man. <laughs> <laughs> he comes to Earth and fights a battle against an order of jiu-jitsu fighters. We cut to Jake, the main character, running through a forest, being chased by something, uh, aka CGI shurikens, like millions of them, yep. uh, but none of them are hitting him. He falls off a cliff and hits his head, then blacks out, uh, and he's taken to a US army base by some fishing people. Um, and I think the soldiers are there. They they want to find out who he is and where he comes from. And that's essentially like the starting hook. Um, you know when the fishing lady uh, approaches the US Army base? Yeah. On a motorbike honking her horn and not stopping when they tell her to stop? That would end very differently in real life. You'd get shot. Yeah. No, Literally annihilated. It's not um, like a real army base uh, though, is it? Because they walked out of it. <laughs> I swear they'd normally have like a fence at least. Yeah, literally, they they just walk out into a field, but um, and, and then it leads into the translation scene that me and Jordan were talking about earlier. Where did you understand this, Tim? Why are some of the words that he translates like different colours highlighted or different colours or underlined? That happens in John Wick um, when they're speaking different languages. So I assume they went. Those films are popular. Let's just steal that from them because they use like a hyper stylized font and some of the letters, the words yeah. are different colors. 
did the director really think that the reason people like John Wick is because of the different stylized fonts? That's Probably, mate. That's the secret. That's the secret. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get Nick Cage in a long wig, so he looks like John Wick, and we'll put the little colorized text in there onto a winner. Slap an alien in there. Happy days. Yeah. yeah. That, makes so, that makes so little sense to me. I, uh, I was a bit triggered when he, they, he finally escapes the base and then they catch him and take him back to the base. I feel like it's just like the pacing is really bad when they do that. It's like, why are we back here? We just got out of it. It's so we yeah, now know his name way. is Jake. And that's yeah. all we learned from that. Yeah. Yeah. It's no longer just about plutonium. That's the other thing we took away from that, that scene. Worst name for a main character, Jake, isn't it? No, thanks. He, is, to me, he Jake, is a Jake, but... though. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, forget it. Boring. Bit. Uh, I'd like call him something else. What do you call him? Jordan. 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 Yeah. No, more of, he's more of a Max, to be honest. Uh, oh, wow. More of a Bra- Brax. 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 <laughs> Brax a million. Um, Brax Stannard, yeah. <laughs> um, that's the start, really. Like <laughs> That's not the entire I, start I, of the film, Max. And the Fast and Furious VTR guy is like, I don't know. It starts planting the seeds that he's important because he's like watching Jake on the cameras, isn't he? And like getting really suspicious. Don't know. It doesn't really pay off in any way. No. Barely worth talking about, to be honest. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, it's. (laughs) I didn't even realize he was a character until he was having a fight with uh, Braxamillion. Brax. Yeah. He whipped his um, whipped his machine gun out. Yeah. And there's another U.S. Army person who gets loads of lines at the start. He's got curly blonde hair. Yep, he he dies though. He dies. In How the does he die? Jungle fight. Brax kills him. Yeah, I think so. I think you he think gets killed so. in the jungle fight. Okay. He may have disappeared, Max. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I could, this didn't hold my attention enough for me to be very precise on what happened. Yeah, and the the sequence where they escape the prison, not the prison, the base, when it's like POV and it's doing all that stuff, that went on for too long, didn't it? It's literally like 25 minutes of that. It just drags. It's a start. It's quite good, quite refreshing. And then you get all the nauseating bits where the, the camera, like, I don't know, like we said, he falls over and it's not actually his POV anymore because he's in front of the camera. Uh, but it just goes on and on and on. And it's just like, why? It's just more of the same. And then, like you say, it just goes back into the camp again. Yeah. We've got you. And now we're back. So 25 minutes more of that, please. The long yeah. escape fight as well does the thing that bad martial arts movies does where they do a cool move and that cool move is enough to knock that person out forever. There's some guys lying down in the background. If you're unconscious for as long as some of them are, you're dead. You're dead, yeah. Yeah. But all they've done is be kicked onto the floor, like a leg sweep. Yeah, or like flipped over and they landed pretty soft, but they're unconscious because it was sick. Like, that's how good the move was. Um, the, The... when they escape, right, they leave the base, they run into a field, and then there's all just the other jujitsu masters are in the field. It's like a cornfield, right? Is that it? Yeah. They run out into a, like a wheat field. Yeah. They're literally like a stone's throw from the base, and then they just stand there it. talking. Yeah, we're free. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they're so, bullying yeah. Jake. That's they, they spend 10 minutes trying to be like, you remember me, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And then Brax just throws him about a bit. Yeah, slaps him about. Slaps yeah, him about, makes him put on a dress. 
it's weird because Brax is invisible and he only attacks a couple of them and there's no shots of any of the others acknowledging what's going on. So then I was like, did that really happen sort of thing? Like none of them are like, oh, we're getting attacked by an invisible guy. What's happening? Anything like that. It's just a couple of quick shots of Brax like hitting people and then the US Army come and then it's like Brax was never there sort of thing. It's really weird, isn't it? There's a lot of scenes like that in this film. Yeah. But because he's, he remains completely invisible, you can't really tell if it's like a flashback or if it's actually happening. Yeah, it's really weird. Even some of the big action scenes, are, you're a bit like, what What just happened? Yeah. If people like flipping around and getting like punched all over the place, you're like, Pff. yeah. It and was very confusing. The army lads jump out of their like knockoff Jeeps because they're clearly they couldn't afford the proper Jeeps for this film. <laughs> yeah. Um, cheapest Jeeps ever. And they they don't they don't bother bringing guns. They go up to these guys that just literally battered them five minutes ago. But now there's eight of them, yeah. and then they go, right, let's try try and fight them hand to hand again. Then shall we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so dumb. Oh, I hated it so much. Uh, do you like the Do you like the Brax vision? Oh no. god, I hated it. No, <laughs> no. It reminded me a little bit of the. Um... The pyramid, you know, the robot they have in the pyramid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that kind of vision where it was like very heavily computerized. Like this is this is the future, but it was just so badly done. Yeah, it yeah, looked like, like a heads-up display from like a PS2 first-person shooter. Predator's heat vision in the original film that's from the '80s is cooler than this. Yeah, that's done so much better. This is done really badly, where it's like. You're watching it and you're like, what is this actually trying to show me? Because <laughs> things keep disappearing, don't yeah, I was they? Like, you can't make out people, thing? but their hearts are always there. But sometimes they actually are. Right. I thought it was trying to show me how his vision works and how they're going to beat him eventually. Like, oh, you know, it's based on heat. If you do this, you disappear and he can't see you anymore. Blind spot. But that's not it. People are just disappearing because it's just a really bad like <laughs> representation of what they want to show us. Just a terrible interface. He's great at jujitsu bad at user experience what you're saying max is that they didn't give away that the way to kill him was to shove a live grenade in his chest yeah well we link all along he's weak to fire yes he, he is. can't see fire like, but, but that's the same fire, for everyone fire confuses his um if my face senses. was put in a fire i would also be very confused <laughs> and probably wouldn't be able to see mm. so universal still, isn't it really fire yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right, we're into the middle. Jake gets rescued from the base. Yeah, that happens. They get attacked by an invisible force and then captured by the soldiers. The army then inexplicably is this where they use the truth serum and then they decide that we're just going to take Jake where he wants to go, which is the Valley of Temples. So they just go out on a mission with Jake, Mm -hmm. leading him towards the plutonium. Plutonium. Yeah, they've got the Geiger meter, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. And they said she asks him, "What's the Geiger meter for?" She's in army intelligence. She says earlier on. Wait, she asks Jake what the Geiger meter is for. Yeah, and then he goes radiation. She's like, "Oh, like plutonium." He goes, "Not that kind of radiation." <sighs> yeah, he has it what on his person. Fuck? He has it on his body, doesn't he? Yeah, it's like a broken Geiger meter, and she puts it back together. She's like, "Why do you use this for?" He's like, "Yeah, radiation." Oh my god! And that's why she says it's not about plutonium anymore. So <sighs> stupid. They get attacked by the alien invader, aka Brax, and this is when the Fast and Furious guy has a literally very good instinct, grabs a giant machine gun and just like 
rips Brax to shreds. But anyway, it doesn't work. And th- and this is when Jake they run and Jake fall- just falls into Nick Cage's den where he lives, which is kind of weird. Yeah. What? So Nick Cage is Jake's father. Yes, he and is. Six years ago, he fought Brax but pretended to be insane so Brax would leave. And now Nick Cage lives in the forest underground for some reason. Why is he yeah. still pretending to be insane? Yeah. I don't no think one... he's pretending anymore or was ever pretending. <laughs> yeah. I think he was, is just insane. No, because the yeah. girl with the bow wrist um, says, I knew he was pretending to be insane. It's like, well, he could have stopped after Brax pissed off again. But Brax is back, remember? Yeah, but he's been doing it for six years. Brax is everywhere. Brax could be in the den playing piano. How did Brax not find him? No, Brax did find him six years ago, and he begs for his forgive. He be- begs for his life because he's a coward, but pretends to be insane. Um, and that's why he doesn't kill him. And then he could have stopped pretending to be insane when Brax leaves, but he doesn't. He just lives that life that from now on. It doesn't make any. But then, sense. when Brax comes back in present day, how does he not just find Nick Cage immediately, who's playing piano? Because he's done with him. Well, that's insane. He's on to Jake now. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, Max. I'm trying to work it out. Uh, why do the jujitsu masters split up? Because Jake splits off with with Juju Chan, and 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 then Frank Grillo goes off with some others. Why are they splitting up? Because um, otherwise they'd beat him if there's like ten off. of them at once. Yeah, exactly. It's part of the plan, Max. Yeah, why would the they all? They could just gang up and just fight him all at once. Yeah, they would never so kill him. That's like, like asking. Him. That's like asking in every horror film. Ah, oh, why do they split up? Why are they not sticking together? <sighs> it's a plot device. But he Very doesn't true. even like regenerate that quickly. They even say you've got a window after you hurt him. Why don't they then just fucking like start Keep chopping him it. up or like cut his head off or burn him or anything like that? They're just like, oh, we have to use jujitsu. We must grapple him at all times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the thing because because it's called jujitsu. They have to do jujitsu all the time. But Brax isn't doing it. He's got a no, fucking shuriken launcher. He's got a in one arm. He's got a microwave in the other arm. And they're like, oh, let me grab, let me grab your leg. He doesn't give a fucking shit. He just curls them off. This is the thing because because the jujitsu thing was running throughout. It just meant the fight scenes made no sense because it was very obvious that the grapple moves weren't doing any damage. But they're like. Can't do much else, can we? We're a bit typecast. Yeah. How do they know jujitsu? Do they all just learn it? Yeah. Like at the temple. Well, maybe they, they just learn they it. Like... like people learn it now, Max, where you go to like a dojo and stuff and you roll. Yeah, but no one's no one's that good. Have they all dedicated their entire lives to jujitsu? Yes. Where have they come from? Because they're all different. Different dojos. They're not like all local kind of people. What country is it? Because it's Burma, but that's the old name for the country, isn't it? It's got a different name now. Anyway, it's in, in an Asian country, but they're all like Americans. So why are they there, living in this temple? Because they're part of an elite crew of jujitsuis that have trained in different dojos all around the world, and they get shipped in. They get shipped in, ready for a mission, yeah. in which they will make no plan, and they'll they'll split into small groups and all. Die. And they have to pretend to be insane to like. <laughs> Uh, that's the one rule of jiu-jitsu if someone comes <laughs> to fight you just got to pretend to be insane yeah yeah the, the more you question the film the more it makes absolutely let's no not sense. ask questions because mm. it unravels real quick yeah it does yeah. I don't know if I've written down a quote here 
and I can't remember if it's in this part of the film or a little bit later, but a guy goes up to Jake and goes, I've got a license to kill you. No expiration date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only good quote. It, 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 honestly, I had to pause because I was laughing so much I could barely look at the screen. <laughs> what, what was that about? It was like... Uh. It was like really old James Bond quote, like very cheesy. Yeah. Who was it? Was it one of the other? It's the Fast and Furious guy. Because oh, he no. comes back, you think Brax killed him, but then he just appears at the end and he just, but then he dies after like telling, telling his <laughs> final words, which were that. And then he tells Jake. Yeah. And then he just literally dies on the spot. Yeah. Uh, um... Yeah. Have we, have we been to Nick's cave, Nick Cage's cave yet? The Nick Cave cave? Yeah. Nick Cage cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, hearing Jordan saying he laughed at bits of this film made me think we had a real mm. different experience watching it. It was just that line, Tim. Okay. I'll level with you. That and the, that and the paper hat. And, <sighs> and Nick Cage generally just like, oh, my favourite chair. I thought you'd find it comfortable. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's funnier when like, you deliver it than when he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, Nick Cage. Nick Cage generally does make me laugh, but this film really, really tried my patience. Yeah. Because even he couldn't pull this one out of the fire. This is just an absolute shitstorm. Yeah. I, uh, I, I guess you can tell I didn't watch it super. Like I kept like losing my concentration and then dipping back in. But at one point, Juju Chan or Chen, she dies by being put in a like a spike trap that closes on her that's a different woman okay no yeah it is okay the woman who dies in the spike trap was that trap for brax don't know it's never really explained is there a spike trap there i think brax set it up because he like he stabs her in the womb and then just throws her in a trap (laughs) it it, like folds in on her it's like the most sophisticated wooden trap i've ever seen yeah i don't understand how that trap worked either because surely it should be lying down rather than having one just set of like because it had one set of spikes like standing up like a wall who's falling into that trap it's clearly air it doesn't make any sense it's crazy that scene was funny there's no end to the like abilities that Brax they've given Brax. I think my favourite kill he does though is when he stank, he stabs Frank Grillo in the chest and then he drop kicks the, the sword out the back of him and then he flies off into the distance but he flies oh, like yeah. 40 foot so you don't see him anymore. You just hear him going Ugh. He flies so far. Yeah, it's, it's the so worst fast. camera angle for it as well. <laughs> and he puts two fingers up at Brax. Does he? Yeah. Oh, Brax does. No, no, the guy who gets stabbed. <laughs> puts two fingers up at Brax. Brax drop kicks him. Ah, <laughs> oh, so what good. So good. Um, yeah, and then uh, like Nick Cage has to. They most of them are dead, right? And then Nick Cage comes out of nowhere and he's like, "Fine, I'll fight him." But they're like, okay, you can just 1v1 him and we'll just sit here and watch. And then Nick Cage obviously has that amazing death where he gets like the backbreaker and then gets his throat cut. And then they just, they like walk to the temple. They're like, Brax turns invisible and they walk to the temple and close the door. And they're like, okay, what are we going to do now? And I was thinking like, this is mental. Brax is just going to come and get them. And then he does. He just walks in the door. <laughs> he kicks it down and looks like, house. it's so yeah. stupid. Kicks in the door. He kicks the door in, yeah. and he's like shaking as he does it. I don't understand. It's clearly like a fake door, and he's like thrown by how easy it was to kick through or something. They're like the stunt guy. Yeah. 
And then that's when the fishing woman's there and she has a shotgun. For some reason, there's like shields on the wall, but they're like English medieval shields, aren't they? I'm pretty sure one's got like St. George's cross George. on it. <laughs> it yeah. does, yeah. The one he picks up is like a kite shield and it doesn't make any sense. Really out of place. Yeah. Anyway, and Jake has to fight with Brax, uh, puts his head in the fire to confuse him, and then cuts him, o- shoots him open, cuts him open, and puts a grenade inside him. And then kicks him into the portal. And kicks him into the portal and says, see you in six years, or something like that. No, the guy says, see you in six years is a translator guy. That's what leads, leads me to believe that they know Brax is going to come back. Well, maybe he's just immortal, and the only way to, to get that cycle over is to kill him. And then right. he'll just come back in six years, just be like, all right, lads. What if the portal again. closes and Brax isn't in it? I don't. I think he controls the portal normally, but then blowing it's him up comet. in it, maybe he's broken the portal. I thought the comet, because they're showing the comet overhead, and that's when the portal shuts, when it's going past the temple. Good, yeah, that's it. Maybe. Maybe. So what if, well it, what if he misses his, his chance to go back? What does Brax do for just six years? hangs out, chills with that fisherwoman and her husband. Yeah. Just chilling out. Weird. That's why they know so much about him. <sighs> well, that's the film, Jiu Jitsu. What a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, what score would you give it? Oh, what's the lowest score I've ever given in a film? I think I gave one like 8% once. This has to be lower than that. I hate this so much. I'm going to say 3%. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say 12%. And Jordan? I'll meet you guys. I'll cut, split the difference and say 8%. 8%. I think those are the lowest set of scores we've ever given a film. This is generally the worst film I've ever seen. Yeah. Hands down. It's like some of the other ones we've done. It's like, yeah, we hated them, but there's some merit to the filmmaking or, you know, it's a good quality and like visually, like it's just certain aspects, like the, the plot or the characters are bad. Whereas this, the whole thing there's is just really sloppily done. Yeah. Like it's not a redeeming feature when the cinematography is that bad, you know, nothing else is going to be decent. Yep, confirmed. I forgot how to drink there. But imagine if you were given license to direct the sequel to this film. Just imagine for a moment. And it never expired. And it never <laughs> expired. <laughs> uh, that's what we are going to actually bring into into real life here and give the podcast host the ability to take control of the jujitsu franchise, jujitsu <laughs> cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, run with it. Create a sequel. Unlimited budget. Unlimited access to Hollywood's great A-list celebrities that are just gagging for this job. Um, what would you do with it? How would you make it better, Max? I'm going to kick it off with you first. Welcome to Fecal Sequels. Okay, I've got one line written, <clears throat> and this is like it stems from this thought. There's another film we reviewed with aliens, and the aliens kind of had a similar vibe to Brax. Can you guess what it is? Battleship. They oh, were kind of similar, weren't they? Similar little head thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Quite yeah. kind of like the aliens don't say anything. They've got this technology. There's kind of like sound effects like <laughs> when the aliens are about. And so it's called Jiu-Jitsu 2, The Ocean's Wrath. And it turns out that Brax is the same race as the aliens from Battleship. And he goes back after like whatever happens, happens. He's like, what the fuck just happened? And he goes to speak to the Navy of the alien race. And they're like, they're also like, what the fuck just happened? We need to team up. So they come back to Earth in six years time. And through the portal, they drive one of their ships. 
And obviously the, the US Navy hear about this giant like alien ship that's resurfaced in Burma. They send everyone. Rimpack is happening that time of year. And Rihanna's back. Every, all the cast <laughs> are back. And they have to team up with Jake and um, Juju Chan. And there's a fight. And it's, you know, there's a fight on the land, the jiu-jitsu fight. There's a fight at sea. And I won't do the Rihanna impression again, but that's it. Jiu-jitsu 2, The Ocean's Wrath. Cheers. I like it, Max. Very precise pitch, Max. Well done. Yeah. Tim, what have you got for us? Ready for a ramble that doesn't make any sense and isn't really a plot? It's my time to shine. the whole podcast. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Welcome. So I do a sequel that where... Because Brax was killed in this one, somehow Nicolas Cage is now the guy that turns up every six years. That's only revealed about halfway what? through. Because you know he kept like seeing little bits of an outline of a face when he was doing the healing himself yeah, and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'd see little hints that it's Nicolas Cage, but then like halfway through he just sacks off the mask because we need to see him and he needs to throw some one-lines out. And somehow he's become the guy because he was the last one to fight him before uh, Jake cheated and used a, used a grenade. Um, and then you'd get a little ragtag team to fight him. Um, I think, what's her face? Olivia Munn, that was in X-Men Apocalypse. You know the girl that had the big pink sword in it? Yeah, vaguely. I liked her in that in that kind of role. Um, I think you'd have... Um, oh, sod it. He gets in some cash. Efron, for some reason. Oh, yeah. I'm in. Always, always draws in a crowd. And then, like, a couple of, like, generic um, action kind of, like, bit part characters are always in the same kind of stuff. The lads from the raid, maybe. Gone Yen. Is that who that is? No, he's a different one. He's from Ip Man. Oh, okay. IP Man, yeah. Intellectual property, man. Yeah. Good lad. Yeah. Um, oh, no, do you know I'd have? Who's the. In the latest John Wick. The guy who led the ninjas. No, the guy who led the ninjas. I'd have him. He was a good little villain. I think he'd be good. A bit of an odd choice. And basically, they have to fight him. And in the end, Nicolas Cage somehow wins it all. But then he doesn't want to carry on with his life. So he has a face-off um, surgery and swaps his face with um, Zac Efron somehow. And he takes over because of that. Okay. So in your thing, like maybe like, so does Brax? How does Brax become Nicolas Cage? Um, so Brax is dead, isn't he? yeah, so Brax is dead, and there's actually like a rule set in the background that if the person who defeat if the person defeats him, cheats, the person he last killed basically somehow takes over. I don't understand how it works. It's sci-fi rigmarole, but you know, it can come, it can all come together somehow. I'd say there's a plan, and then, you know, don't have to explain anything. There you go, yeah, plan. Very What's good. the film called, Tim? Um, face Off, Fight Off. Nice. Nice. The Jordan, what off, you got? Pulls off. Um, I would take a very different direction to you guys. So Brax isn't dead, but he has been defeated and sent back to his home planet. We follow his journey back to his home planet, and Brax is a a fucking loser on his home planet, right? He's already not very, very well liked. He's the lowest in command in his team. And he was told, just go and sort out stuff on Earth. Oh, why don't you go down every six years and have a little fight with some guys, do some jujitsu. And he comes back and he can't even do that. So now this guy is basically the bottom rung 
of the alien empire and it's following his journey trying to get himself back up to being the top tier leader that he wants to be and it's basically him just going to different planets and doing stuff the premise is effectively that we follow Brax and start to really like him because he's a bit of a loser right. uh, and he's trying to build up his credibility on his planet that's as far as I came with the premise well, so we're rooting for a little guy there was anywhere like this yeah, I just didn't so want to do it. Brax is actually an underdog. Like Brax is the underdog, and we grow <laughs> to like him. And he's a uh, he's he's a loser on his home planet. So we all start to go, oh, go on, Brax, you get out there and do whatever you need to do. And then he comes back and fucks up Jake. And that's the end. Of the <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah, just to really cement it. Very good. I like it. Films, films, eh? Films, cool. Hopefully the next one's this good. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, what do you think about socials, Tim? What do you think about socials? Um, if you're involved in the old socials, I think you should give us a follow. Instagram, Crap Movie Club. Give us a Google. You'll find all the stuff you want to find out about us. You might even see a schedule nice. about what we're going to be doing next. You might. We promised that about 27 days ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah so you might. I'm not promising anything. You might. Right. May's our month. And you might want to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Who knows? No, Jordan. <laughs> you got to plug it. Yeah. That's the show. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, thank you very much, Jordan, for joining me. It's an absolute pleasure, Max. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tim. Thanks for having me, Max. That's all right. You guys are good sports. I think I chose this one. Uh, so fair play. You didn't complain as much as some of the other ones that I've chosen. But um, appreciate it. Appreciate it. This was the Appreciate you for listening at home. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening. Yep. Cheers, everyone. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.